This show is part of the Headstuff Podcast Network. Come through, lipstick thespians. I'm James. And my name is Keen, and I was rooting for us. Welcome to See That Pod, the RuPaul Drag Race Reaction Podcast on the Headstuff Podcast Network. Today we're discussing Drag Race Season 13, Episode 4, with the wonderful and ever-talented Paul Ryder. Yep, he was great and had a lot to say about the wigs on the green drama of Joey J versus Michelle Visage last week, which was interesting to be able to chat to someone who kind of has that similar drag aesthetic. It was the first question I asked him and I actually felt bad afterwards. I was like, I should have eased to bed. I should have asked him how he was enjoying <laughs> no, no, the no, season. No, 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 no. This is like, hey, this is a Frost versus Nixon moment. You know, you need to get in there, ask the hard <laughs> questions, you know? I am the gay Jeremy Paxman. <laughs> what can I say? <laughs> okay, well, let's welcome to the podcast again. The third time now. It's Paul Ryder. Paul Ryder, welcome back to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Uh, we want let's open up with the hot topic of last week's episode of of Joey J as a queen who doesn't wear wigs. Is it good to see that representation? And how did you feel, Michelle? Her, how do you think her comments landed? Okay, right. <laughs> we're going we're going in deep quickly. Okay, excuse me. Let me just let me just do something. Yeah, we're going to crack open that cup of tea on this one. Um, yeah, like, first of all, to see the representation of Joey J was something was something actually really, really exciting because for so mm. long, for so long at the start of my career, everyone just said, but, but, but you're not wearing a wig behind a really, really snarky way of saying yeah. it. And it never, it was almost the reason I gave up. It was almost the reason just before IGT, which I've said on this podcast before, was the reason that I was going to uh, give up drag and give up because I just didn't feel like I was being taken seriously. Yeah. Mm. Uh, and then all of a sudden, you, you know, it was being taken seriously. And people like Michelle, which I sent a tweet out last week, quoting Michelle said, drag isn't everything you see on RuPaul's Drag Race. Drag is everything from Paul Ryder to Panty Bliss to X, Y, and Z. And then you saw Joey J, you know, be announced as a representative in that in that sort of guise yeah, for, for, sure. for Drag Race this year. And it was a really, really nice thing. I knew, I knew there was going to be some comments. I knew there was going to be some, you know, berating of, of the style of drag as the season went on. I just really didn't expect it to be in the first episode. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That's, I think, the thing. Give him a chance. Because if, 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 fair enough, he'd come out week in, week out, week in, week out with the, the in one particular style. And to be fair, you can do so much without a wig that, like, he could have represented himself in many different ways without a wig. But give him a couple of weeks to, to show versatility. Yeah, like, I, I completely agree. And actually, it's made me think and it's made me put pen to paper to go, OK, well, what can I do to step my pussy up? as you know as lockdown is kind of coming out and we're all going to go back to gigs and stuff like that and there is that added pressure that now michelle and ross have turned to joey j and said yeah we need to see more i'm very aware that as a person in a very similar in a very similar way i'm going to have to show more because yeah. the pressure is on to do more and i have you know message designers and stuff like that to kind of go okay where can we bring the bottom half of it right up to the top half and how can yeah. I change and progress but that is what drag is and I appreciate mm. it. that is what drag drag is progression drag is not what what was last week is changing this yeah. week and because of lockdown and because of the skills the kids we'll call them are gaining in lockdown we're all having to step our pussies yeah. up every single fucking mm. one of us so you yeah. know, nobody, nobody is safe from that. I just thought it was a bit quick off the bat for Michelle and Ross to be absolutely to really yeah. berate, the, to berate the style and to kind of really go, ha go ham at him a little bit because yeah. he did it. He did it three times in one episode. 
it's it was it's just it was a little bit much but in defense of kind of michelle i feel like they're talking from a panel of what they're talking about when it comes to drag race usa they are yeah, talking about yeah. the aesthetic that is probably on a list when you apply for rupaul's drag race you need x y a b c d so i feel like those comments came from her aesthetic for that show as her yeah. judge in that position yeah yes. that's fair yeah. enough and you see i suppose i messaged you when we fought saw the meet the queens and joey J was talking about it and i was like okay this obviously is going to be a storyline but i in my naivety <laughs> thought that that sort of uh guff would come from the other queens so i was kind of disappointed to see it came straight away from michelle and ross and what kind of stood out to me was joey J also kind of wore the same silhouette three times yeah. so i thought when they were talking about diversity they were like change up the silhouette yeah. but she specifically goes hopefully it's going to be diverse and they have wigs. And I was like, oh, so the wig was the issue, really, <laughs> was it? Yeah, exactly. And yeah, like, there, there was a bit of samey samey there with Joey J, but uh, it's kind of, I've always, when somebody says to me, what do you do? Or do you like to be known as a drag queen or a drag this or a drag that? I always say, I'm a drag performer. Yeah. And I, I perform. So, uh, but you see, like I said, nowadays, you're having to chase your tail because yeah. there's always something else coming up and there's always more to, to, to obtain and to, to do, I suppose. Yeah. I think on this season as well, they do seem to be very much pushing and it's a great to see uh, a sense of inclusion and expanding the boundaries of what drag is. So obviously you've got Gottmik there, which is bringing a whole new element into it. Then there are, there is like, a, a, you, you've got the different styles of drag being represented through with Joey J and then the more kooky queens right through to the more kind of pageanty queens. And even just in the way the show is being edited, it's all being done in a very positive way in a very kind of like we're together, we're going to kind of, you know, you're, there's no losers here is really being kind of a high it's a supportive sisterhood which is lovely to see so i kind of think expanding that a bit further to give a bit more of an opportunity for people to showcase who they are rather than just coming for them in the first episode would have probably been just what i would have been expecting i suppose but as you say drag race is a very specific thing and drag is a very different thing to that so it's kind of a case of you're trying to figure out where those two things meet yeah my only problem my only problem with 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 those two different things and meeting them in the middle is that the kids at home, they just see drag as whatever they see yeah. on RuPaul's Drag Race. And to a lot of people, to a lot of, to a lot of straight people, but the amount of messages I got from my friends be like, oh my God, there's somebody on Drag Race who's not wearing a wig. Like, her, yeah. like this is great. This is da da da. And the week following, I got the messages being like, oh my God, like Michelle really kind of went for it. Yeah. And like, she's so supportive of you. What, what's that about? And you're like, yeah. Okay, here we go. Right, everyone, sit down. Let's let's open up the storybook and let's read a little notes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but listen, take it take it on the chin. You show people you show people through your own art. And today's yeah. today's news is tomorrow's fish paper. So as yeah. of this episode, it wasn't touched upon and it wasn't discussed. Guarantee it will come up again in the past because they don't yeah. need those little seeds for no fucking reason. Yeah. So, mm. But look, we'll, he'll cross those bridges when he comes to it. He's yeah. on Drag Race and it's a visual representation to show you that drag is yeah. not just all of the geese that you see. Absolutely. And yeah. it has to be pointed out and we'll get there as well. The most sickening look on the runway this week, not a wig in sight. So... <laughs> <laughs> And to be fair, it does seem like Rue is is adapting the way he's changed up his gentleman searcher engines now. It's made a best drag queen win. So he does seem to be taking on board the 
criticism of the fan base uh so that's good that he's kind of changing and changing in a point i have it as a no here even changing to a point of that walk uh, that walk through with the workroom he was looked like he was enjoying himself for the oh, first yeah. time yeah. in the u.s drag race yeah in so so long he actually like that laugh that he had with utica i like <laughs> i laughed and it's the yes. exact same sort of hearty laugh you get when watching when watching the the UK and even the USA girls were kind of looking going, do we laugh? Do we, do we, do we not laugh? Whereas <laughs> with the UK, they just get involved. They, that's the humor. Yes. So I'm happy to see Rue bring some of that happiness Absolutely. over to USA yeah. for season 13. Really, really like it. Uh, I was a bit confused after the ep- week one and week two. And I, I really didn't enjoy episode one with the, the six different yeah. things. I just was like, okay, next. This is this is kind of boring Repetitive. to me. Yeah. But it set me up to enjoy episode two and episode three and, you know, four a little bit better because there was a new twist and there was something something new. Mm. And everything is, everything's a learning curve. You cannot just shoot it down after the first episode and go, God, this season's shit because yeah. it's, it's not. And I am enjoying it. I do enjoy the different characters and the different groups that are being are being yeah. set up. So it's uh, yeah. it's and now we're into the kind of the swing of the season. So yeah, yeah. overall, overall, I'm kind of enjoying this. Uh, some yeah. really really good characters. But even though they are spreading that positive message, they're still stirring drama by hiding Elliot behind that partition screen. <laughs> <laughs> I live for that. I loved it. <laughs> yeah. In fairness, I I would like to hide Elliot behind a partition screen that she can't open. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> I think my favorite. I saw the memes of Elliot hiding behind the thing were absolutely hilarious. My foot. I think the funniest one I saw was someone had superimposed Bernie Sanders with the mittens and the, oh, yeah. the mask sitting in there instead. I was like, yeah, that that's it. That 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 is like the perfect encapsulation of of, of pop culture at the moment. <laughs> yeah. I won't. I uh, that was kind of mean. I, I I didn't mean it in a negative way. It's just that they, they have set up Elliot in a way to kind of be that annoying sister of the season so far. Yeah. So uh, you know, and she. It's the vocal fry it just <laughs> yeah. guys <laughs> it's, ve- it's very that it's, and it's yeah. the eyes it's the constant look of deer in the headlights I'm like mm-hmm. what are you searching for <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, my Botox is good but hers works hard like, yeah. <laughs> yeah because Kamora Hall was saying oh she's such an annoying voice and I was like okay why are they saying this it must be a Kamora Elliot lip sync you know towards the end of the episode no they just, they just want to throw her voice for nothing <laughs> they just want to rip the piss out of her <laughs> uh, but uh, do you know what I actually at the start of the episode I kind of felt sorry for those girls for those waiters were already kind of waiting there because they put a look together for literally yeah. four minutes and 27 seconds like yeah. that just goes to show you the money you have to have behind you. And mm-hmm. for anyone listening or anyone watching, like drag is really not cheap. So like to have that look pulled together to literally just stand there for four minutes and then go, right, yes. girls, take it off. We're going to reset and start shooting the workroom. You're like, oh, my <laughs> God. Yeah. Well, I pres- presumably everyone who's in episode two had a LeMay look they didn't get to show. Presumably everyone who's in episode one that had a sheer look they didn't get to show. So, yeah, I'm sure that's how quick and hard the producers are with yeah. with. You know, we'll just tell them to get everything and they might not even have to use it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so this week was the acting challenge. Which team did you think did the best? Oh, I think... Oh, goodness. I think I enjoyed the most 
the April Fool's rush in, which was Got Mick, Joey J, Candy Muse, Tamisha Aman, and Tina Burner. Mm-hmm. I kind of enjoy, I enjoyed that one the most. And I think I enjoyed it most because it got Mick for some reason. I just, yeah, like, yeah, the face expressions were really good. The facial, exactly, yeah. facial expressions. <laughs> and first of all, I thought she was serving me Sharon Needle's mini realness. I just, yeah. when she came in, I thought, <laughs> that's a very Sharon look. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And even, even the growth of Tamisha Iman from the, the initial, whoa, to what became, yeah. whoa. <laughs> we, we love progression, we love growth. And I kind yeah, of I love to see her kind of like take, take on the acting challenge and really, really take it home. And as a thing to watch, because I'm not a big massive fan of the acting challenges, I really think they need to be, they need yeah, to be jumped and gotten rid of. I think yeah. they're, they're fired and they're, they're really, really old and they're not entertaining, they're not funny. The writing no. isn't good. No. no. I liked the um, so I I I love a, a Hallmark movie. I and I love the kind of like that they all have the same kind of um, they all have the same plot of like a, a a woman who's got too big for her boots who gets sent home and then gets taken down a peg or two and realizes that actually having kids and 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 marrying someone is is really the life she wants. Like I really enjoyed that and I thought it was a clever take for them to do that. And I think of all the acting challenges we've seen this is probably the least offensive. Like, if you think back to that one, the, the world's worst last year, which was kind of cringe. But that was more right? of an improv challenge. Yeah, well, I this think. was, I found yeah. this one less cringe overall, but still. Ugh. It was better than like, why did it have to be Black Panther and Good God Girl Get Out? Those were bad. Let, let it happen a little bit later when they can just kind of chill because everyone's on their tent or hook. So yeah. maybe push it a little bit further in the season before you go throwing them in the deep end. I think as well from the from the judges point of view I think the judges need to be a little less um like they need to be a little freer with allowing the people interpret the script in whatever way they want to interpret it because if you don't know if you've never seen you know whatever happened to baby Jane or you know if you if you aren't familiar with Bette Davis then you aren't going to know those references and like you know you know fair enough you should you should know your history you should know some of these things but if you don't know it you don't know it so you have to be allowed to have the interpretation that you make of it rather than being sat there and being like no 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 you have to do it like this so you have to do it like that like kind of Mm. rather like not being read for that because i found that was a little bit trying through this episode where it was kind of like no we don't we don't want you to give you we want you to give this impersonation of bet davis or of joan crawford and as well as that, like that wasn't probably in their script. And some of these kids, Olivia Lux perhaps, is doing drag for 18 months. She's not gay or she's not in drag because of Bette Davis or because of X, you know, whatever. She's gay because of you. She's gay because yeah. of Drag Race. She's doing this yeah. because of your TV show, not a TV show that she was supposed to learn in, in 18 months because yeah. I'm still learning, I'm still learning gay references. There's still things that I haven't got a clue on. So you're completely right. I did feel like that that kind of rolled the eye of, oh, don't you know what this is from? No, yeah. I really, really didn't. And unless you told me, I really, really didn't. That probably would have been me, but I guarantee yeah. you standing there, I'd be like, no, Mr. <laughs> Matthews, I didn't have a clue, I'm sorry. <laughs> but the same when Rue asked Tamisha, was she a share fan? She's like, yeah, I love a share fan. <laughs> <It's> like, Name <laughs> five share songs that I would believe. Rue popped I, I You mentioned this already. Uh, Rue was being hilarious in the workroom. The way that, the way that she was with uh, with Tamisha Iman, like, that's so shady. And then with, um, was it with Got Mick as well? Where it's like, right, mm. you've got a good memory. You can remember your lines. Okay, well, tell me what did, uh, what did you... Like, honestly, like, the, the fun she was having in the workroom was... It, it really brought a levity 
to that whole bit. But in fairness, we're all a fan of Cher. But like you put me on the spot to go name five songs. I really probably don't know five other songs. Bar, and I, in my head, I was going, believe. And then she went, don't say believe. Yeah. Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, what you can think of there. Like that, that is a real psychological trick. It's like, okay, yeah. name a pink, name an elephant that isn't pink. And you're like, oh, oh crap. crap. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, shoop, shoop song, shoop, shoop song. I know that one anyway. <laughs> <laughs> it was that immediate moment of G- G- gypsy <laughs> no <laughs> not even the song burlesque I don't know <laughs> I, th- I-, I think my favourite would have been the flag day one just because I thought Simone stole the show by like changing her her factory and yeah Rosé was good as well with her finger in the in the dam but Let's talk about Jeffrey Boyer Chapman. Where did he come from? Oh my God, I have that here. I kind of said, <laughs> I, I kind of said, what? Like, first of all, and then I wrote down, good to see that they still like him after Canada's Drag Race. Yeah. And then I said to myself, <laughs> hold on, maybe they were filmed back to back. Like, were they trying, yeah. like, shit, what were they, were they trying to net escape and be like, pull him off, get him out, get him out. <laughs> the, the one thing I was thinking, I was like, was he actually in those spaces yeah. talking... Because he would have had to, because they filmed this during COVID. I can't remember who it was, but one one queen sightline was wrong when they were supposed to be looking at Jeffrey Boy Chapman. At one point, they were looking, they were kind of looking below him, if you know what I mean. So I think that obviously he green screened it somewhere else. And are they filming Drag Race Canada? You know, season two is the, is that? A- they're, they're casting at the moment. They're casting at the moment. So therefore, if they're casting at the moment, they may have done a bit of promo or they may have done something yeah. where Jeffrey could have been in mm. one studio. And in fairness, they can grab, like, if you're if you're clever about it, they can grab him and, and green screen him at home. Do you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. A bit of a thing up and the right lighting and stuff like that. They, they, they might be able to do it that way. But it was just such a weird thing. And it's yeah. so funny that it hasn't renewed our love for him because no. he came on the screen. And I actually heard a groan across the whole nation go, oh, for Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I thought we got rid of you. It's just like, it's like the broccoli. It's like, when are you going to let this joke die? Yeah. <laughs> no. My one my one thing that I'm kind of keep seeing it, and it, it, it was in it around this time, is the, the, the competition that Rosé keeps flagging with everybody. So yeah. mm. Rosé just keeps saying to go, oh, she's an acting queen. I've got some competition there. Maybe it's between me and her for this. I'm like, Rosé, everything on is not a competition. You do not <laughs> yeah. need... To, like, who had the bigger poo today? Oh, I go, oh, <laughs> me and her now up against this. I'm like, Rosé, calm down. Let the love in, sis. Just enjoy yeah. your time together. I've had seven wanks in the hotel. How many have you guys had? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, no, you are right, though. Rosé sees herself from the top, and she sees herself, like, she is, whoever she feels is the, the queen to beat, she's pissing herself against. Which obviously has a drive there, but like, yeah, you're right. Like, ca- cool, cool down. Cool, cool down. it down. She's like, oh, she's an actress. Oh, I too am an actress. And I need to show <laughs> that I'm an actress. <laughs> Give it a rest on. Let's talk about Kimora and the, as the tree. I mean, she was really, she was really prompted and she couldn't get that line Rooted. to save her life. And I did know that reference. Obviously, that is the, the, yeah. the, yes. the Tyra Banks reference. You know, we were rooting hmm. for you. We were all rooting for you. But Kamora, um, as I've been calling her, she she just really didn't deliver. Like, you know, cue the pun of you were stiff, you were wooden, you were every single thing going Mm -hmm. known to man. And it is like it was called on the runway. You could just see it. It was just her getting into her head. She's the she's the prettiest. She's never had to be the funniest. She's never had to be X, Y and Z. She's always coined Mm -hmm. as the prettiest girl. 
And it's it was it was just a really tough play for her. And I think she just got into her head. But the whole fact that she bodied up to be a green screen, I was like, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Bring in the fantasy. <laughs> use that illusion at every opportunity, Kimora. <laughs> Own your branchy bum, babe. Like, yeah. you know, really have it. But that was probably the inner saboteur working again, being like, okay, I don't want to give the judges any reason to critique me so I'm gonna body up for the tree because yeah. I don't want them to slag me for not having boobs and it was the most it was the most ill-fitting uh, green screen outfit I've ever seen in my life so <laughs> clearly she didn't get that made like clearly that no. was something from production and I can see production <laughs> just throwing it over the heads going here you wear this and her being yeah. like because <laughs> it was gangly under the arm and the nipples <laughs> were just weird it was it was just a strange one but it was it, yeah it was upsetting to see her kind of really really falter especially when so many people mm. were so so well across yeah. the channel. Did you think Elliot did a good job? Because a, a narrative that's going to go into next week's episode and that was across untucked for this week's episode was that Candy thought Elliot should have been in the bottom. What did you guys think of Elliot with two T's performance? Oh, I like forgettable. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember they were Cupid? It was Cupid. And the, I just remember one line out of you was like, how am I going to make them fall in love? And Olivia was like, wasn't that your job? And yes. they fired the boat. They yeah. fired the boat. Yeah. Sorry. Only touch point I had for you know, her. <laughs> do you know why? I own, the only reason I remember this, because I loved the hair. The wig for me just gave oh, yeah, the wig everything. Was, yeah, the, the wig, wig was great. Mm. And I kind of thought, save that for the runway, hon. But yeah, <laughs> I'm looking... If I was looking at that and I wasn't looking at the performance, I think, I think that just goes to show. But in your mind she was always behind everybody she was always stood behind yes the back of the room so there was no kind of i'm taking the forefront and that's not her problem that's the problem of, of whoever was directing the piece but it's also yeah. her problem probably not to say i'd like to deliver that line up front Do you know that sort of yeah. way so yeah you can play it a hundred different ways I, I think with denali what i'm feeling of her is i think that of the pork chop queens she is the queen who has taken that kind of like that stigma or that kind of like loss of the first lip sync and ending up in the bottom group the most to heart and i think that comes back to her kind of like sports sports person sort of like athletic kind of like competitiveness and it's like you probably need to just like because i'd say one of the reasons why she took this opportunity now was to kind of go no look at me i'm here and i in a way she got her opportunity because while she messed up the acting challenge that lip sync was phenomenal oh so. fantastic <laughs> i didn't think you were going to talk about it this quick but let's do it i <laughs> like whatever whatever i thought whatever i thought of her in the challenge and whatever i thought was going on throughout the episode and whatever you know i didn't like about it then she did that lip sync and i just kind of thought from from the first beat of yeah. that song which and i didn't know the song it's 100 pure love by crystal waters i think it is yeah, yeah i right. didn't i didn't know the song but my yeah. god by the end it was the first thing i put on the on the home pod after the episode finished because i was like i need to hear that again and if yeah. that's what a queen can do for somebody that's like that's top notch yes. that's top Absolutely. i'm trying to think of an individual lip sync performance that was better than that it's tough no it is like you're you're into your you're into your kind of like Tatiana versus Alyssa kind of back to your Coco Montrese days like that is like that's the the level I mm. thought that we were we were at with that and it was it was very good. However much Kamora <laughs> slowed things down, like she genuinely was a slug. There was no dragon about that performance whatsoever. She was a slug. <laughs> dragon. The dragon <laughs> turned into a slug. Dragging a trail of piss around that runway. <laughs> whilst the cockatoo just came through. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah. 
it, it's like it, a kid's it, book, the cockatoo and the slug. You know? <laughs> May the best farm animal win. <laughs> I guarantee you Victoria's Secret's little fingers are running away <laughs> with herself. She, like, I can hear the click from Dublin 8. Like, she, click, click, So James, if I were one of the Sistapod premium content subscribers and I listened to the most recent episode of RuPaul's Drag Race Vegas Review, what would I hear? I mean, I, so much you would hear. I mean, I, I can't <laughs> even begin to, to, to imagine how enriched your life experience would be by having had that content <laughs> within your, your ear holes. That would be my main takeaway from it. But no, this we're, we're okay. on episode two, which is opening night, and it is a hot mess. You get Jamal Sims in there giving those girls, reading those girls down for the fact that they are not getting their moves right and then when we get to the opening the curtain call the girls are disrupted by Naomi Smalls who is like honestly one of the greatest reality show villains I mean obviously she got rid of poor old Manila off of All Stars and we were all shook and gagged but she comes into her own in this show she really manages to sort of walk that line between being an awful horrible witch of a woman and also just so entertaining that you couldn't take your eyes off she shows up an hour late to the to the curtain call and then makes the entire thing about her and it is a beautiful moment to behold <laughs> absolutely so chris this adam dumb a digital content creator was joining us for the episode and he actually told james how they make tea in the u.s i was and james I was, was shook 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 i can tell you and also apparently they do it in, in australia as well yeah and we also speak about how the Canadians pour milk. There's a lot in there. It's a cultural experience. <laughs> yeah, that's it, yeah. <laughs> so if you want to sign up to the <laughs> Sistepod Premium content, it's over at headstuffpodcast.com. You can subscribe. It's only five euro a month. And not only do you get that, you get all the bonus content for all the podcasts on the network. So it's an absolute bargain. But don't worry if that's not for you. We are still here to, in, to entertain you. So don't worry. Okay, let's get back to the show. Will we chat a bit about the mirror moments? Um, the standout was about Tamisha and her kids. I know we heard a bit about it, but I suppose I, we got the maths. So we found out she had those twins when she was 14. Yes, I had heard that it was an early, like you kind of, you, you if you do the yeah. mirror, you've obviously done the maths, but I know she did say something about it being very early, early yeah. in one of the earlier episodes. Um yeah, like that's that's commitment. And well, commitment, that's the life. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And she has how many children? So she has three children. Three. I think it's twins and then another birth. And yeah. then two. And I heard her say, "My second baby, Mama." I was like, "Oh, you got yourself <laughs> around, girl." <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got to know yourself before you yeah. figure it out. <laughs> and look, she is. She's what fifty years of age. She's 49, 50 years of age. Forty nine. Yeah. 49, yeah. 49, yeah. So obviously things were quite different fifty years ago, and it could have been a case of you know from from her background where she lived you know it could have been a, a force yeah. of thing you must like girls and then as she said in as she said in this episode she just went to a bar and saw boys kissing and kind of thought oh my god this is yeah this is amazing yeah i i think that that like it's actually such a it's a really important storyline that i don't think we've seen like properly talked about in drag race which is the older like the the, the experience of older queer people and and what they've like gone through because like tamisha man sort of born like 1970-ish like early 70s and then so like a teenager in the like in the 80s where like height of the the aids epidemic which we've heard a little bit about but i suppose for for her kind of like when she was coming out it would have been something like properly 
absolutely dangerous and there would have been like a a real fear about it and it was great to see her her like her talk about that the one thing i'd say about tamisha man is i think she needs to get out of her own head about the age thing a bit because she keeps bringing it up and talking about like how much fire these younger queens have and how like they've got all this energy and it's like no but you have it too like she is an amazing performer and i think that she keeps on kind of like tripping herself up and kind of like going back to thinking of talking about how these other queens are so like energetic and have so much to give and it's like well no you, you do too tamisha you know get it we, we people are like dying over you like you are like the queen of the season at the moment i would say yeah like i i did say that you know her confessionals is something like scrap untucked i literally just want to watch all the footage of tamisha's confessionals because she's yeah. giving you you know from, from week one uh the lady said go home to 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 this week she's she's given you every single thing that you want to want to hear do you know yeah. way, her, her, from this week all these chihuahuas beside me and you go for the pit bull i was yeah, like yeah. yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes 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 absolutely <laughs> It's, ex- it's exactly why we're it's exactly why we're loving her and why we're falling into why she's falling into our hearts so so much and mm-hmm. what hasn't come to light uh, a lot I know she did discuss it in in week one but her story of cancer so maybe she really she said it herself I'm not I'm not as good as I used to be but I'm getting yeah. there so maybe she's just kind of crawling that up and she's using yeah. her age and she's using she's using her 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 battle with cancer to to get herself back. Yeah. to a certain position and I, i'd say it is tough it is probably tough to look at all these younger girls walking around her yeah. and thinking i used to be like you <laughs> but as you said Jim, she ha- she actually has it in in spades and she has it yeah she's not a typical older rupaul's drag race queen that we've seen yeah. in previous years she is setting the bar for any older queen who sets foot through the workroom doors again no Absolutely. Mm. I was a bit disappointed we didn't get a Tamisha Lalari reunion moment. Like, uh, Drag Mother and Drag Daughter, we never had that in a series before. They've really not really touched upon it. And it's such a strange thing because, but you know what? Maybe it's a storyline that they, they did film. Um, and they just haven't used because it hasn't it hasn't given them the because yeah. you know that, that's what TV production is you film 101 different things and you use six of them maybe yeah and maybe yeah. they've maybe they've banked all that footage they just haven't used it hopefully we'll get to hear that yeah. if they if they bit a bit spilled a bit of the tea later on in the season oh well we know that they're queuing up a, a Tamisha versus Lala lip sync surely <laughs> oh, yeah. oh it's there you know yes, it's yeah, there yeah. but it, it was a strange one not to touch upon you know mm for stuff but then there's probably no beef there's probably no issues they probably are yeah. just mother and daughter they're enjoying themselves and that's not what producers want to see uh, on the flip side of the the the, the older queen storyline in the mirror moment simone talking about like going to i was going to her deb's and drag like that is as like someone who's coming through is just knowing who they are like simone yeah, yeah. i really and i have it here down as well I, I, it's something that you need to talk about as well because it's it's never like i've never seen it done i've never it's never been done before and i would say for her to do that i don't know how old she is but it's still even to this day to do something like that in high school in america anywhere in the world would be such a such a a big thing and i think that that's going to open up that's going to open up a lot of conversation and a lot of good conversation for queer kids in school who are hiding behind a, a facade of themselves to to just get through life it's something yeah. i did I, I hid behind as much as i could to, to not be noticed it, yeah. uh, as a gay kid and i feel like her talking about that is really going to open up that conversation 
Yeah, absolutely, and it'll, I think it'll it'll empower it'll empower a huge amount of people to 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 do the same and to be more like whether or not it actually empowers people to start going to going to prom and drag, it'll certainly empower people to be more kind of fearless in who they are and in their space and kind of also hopefully with the like wide audience of drag race because I too have like straight people, it'll also like show them the need to support those people and make sure that they know that they are free to be themselves when they're in like high school or when they're in in college or when they're young and, and more vulnerable. Yeah, absolutely. Let's head over to the runway. Category is trains for days. First up was Denali with her Carnival, Quetzalcoatl, sort of Aztec canary or cockatoo. <laughs> Did we like it? So she said she said it was kettle bird inspired. Uh, I, okay. I had an image of a kettle. I don't. I, don't <laughs> <laughs> I thought it doesn't look like my kettle. You no, know, it was gorgeous. It was beautiful. It was it was colorful. Um, I felt the makeup was a bit didn't really tie in with the rest of the mm. look. I don't know why. Mm. I just, it was colorful, but it just wasn't as structured yeah. as what I would have liked to have seen it. It was kind of that pastel, pastel yeah. dotted face, but the outfit itself and ostrich feathers are expensive. Like that, yeah. that, that's an expensive look to be put together. And how she, she got that through Ryanair's customs, I do know. <laughs> <laughs> she, she got that dig in at Joey J as well. She was like 100% real ostrich feathers. No chicken feathers here. No chicken feathers here, sis. <laughs> uh, I thought she looked, I, I thought she looked gorgeous as well. Like the outfit, like the, the, the outfit was very carnival. The, the makeup, I, I didn't even really notice the makeup with the the amount of colour that was going on. But you're right, it, it didn't sort of, like it didn't like jump out as like the central focus. Which the central focus. Wanted, yeah. yeah. I wanted it to be a bit more pointed in, it, in its yeah. delivery just to really like blow out everything else that was going yeah. on. But listen, some people some people will, will have loved the, the more softer side of it, I suppose, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Olivia Lux was next, but she didn't, she, like did anyone else feel like she didn't, like I didn't even know she was in the episode. Like... Yes. See, I had I, and this is I, I was before you came on. I was talking to Keen, talking to Keen about this because if you watch the like bit, the little backstage bit in Untucked as well, they were talking about it. The queens themselves seemed to be losing their shit over what she had been delivering in the challenge. They were like, "Oh my god, Olivia, you're amazing. We thought you were in the top." And it just really makes you like think, God, the difference between what you see and what they're experiencing. I, I barely registered her. Didn't think that she was kind of like really doing much this episode and I didn't love this look all that much it was sort of a bit does she struggle to get the character across on the runway because she always looks good but you don't really I just don't think she sells it enough is that age is that is that is that experience experience yeah Yeah. is that you're you're doing you're doing it for 18 months and although you look gorgeous and you look yeah I don't have the personality it was like it was an ivory gold goddess moment she said it was inspired by Beethoven which I kind of was like yeah that's lovely Sure. Yeah. yeah. Uh, another person who I think didn't necessarily bring a much character to, to the look they were giving was Elliot's kind of leathery, lacy, white look with the ruffles and stuff. It just was a little basic. Oh, you mean Mother of the Bride? Is, is that... <laughs> <laughs> that yes, that hair. <laughs> mother of... Everything about she it. Like, that wig. <laughs> like she literally looked like a mother of the bride. Um, yeah. it's, it's how I felt. I did live for the wig. It is something like, you know, I, I love the structure and I feel like she was put together well and yeah. it, it looked lovely. It just screamed that kind of like that Mother of the Bride feel. Um, yeah. But it didn't it didn't stand out. I also felt the, the the train was just sewed onto another look. That's that's it. I've seen those bodysuits before. There's a there's, yeah. there's some I've seen a lot of people in that sort of similar bodysuit and that's it, that similar design. And then the train was just a part of it. There was a lot yeah. more clever ways. 
that that people did the train in this Absolutely. in this runway, and I yeah. feel we'll we'll get we'll get, go as we kind of get down to it, you know, the sort of way. Yeah. Well, next up was Kimora Hall with her East Asian goddess dragon slug. Um, Mother of the dragon <laughs> slugs, everybody. <laughs> I love the skulls on her shoulders. I thought they were fantastic. Yeah. Uh, no, she looked like she could have been a villain from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Yeah. And the detail on the back. Yeah. She said that the the Denali. I've never watched Game of Thrones, so I was like, or not Denali, Daenerys. See, yes. there you go. Never watched Game of Thrones. <laughs> uh, but the 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 detail on the back. I just feel like sometimes. The, the devil is in the detail and it there's no real need because we don't get to see it so up close. You're going to, you're going to say, Oh, I put this on the train. That train's going to be shown for a literally yeah. second. Do you know that sort of way? So sometimes yeah. the, the detail, the detail doesn't really help you, but as always, she looks done and she looked put together. It was yeah. a gorgeous look. No, absolutely. I think like she, there is, there is absolutely no doubt about the fact that she is a fashion queen. She understands how to make things look spectacular. She puts looks together amazingly. And, and like, that is a real skill in itself, you know? And I think that, you know, we've seen that with every look she's put out has been flawless, like to, 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 to the point of perfection. Um, But she just carries herself in such an uncertain way that you just, I think she speaks about it herself and that need to break through and that need to kind of just be able to be more confident in who she is. Um, but I suppose, what do you expect when Jada Essence Hall is in your family and she's just won and she's just tore that, she literally tore the house down and is still yeah. to this day tearing the house down with what she's been doing, even yeah. through lockdown. Um, yeah. So there is a, there is a massive pressure on her, on her shoulders. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and it's not just those skulls. Yeah. Um, the- <laughs> <laughs> Simone was up next with her do-rag train, which was just flawless. Yeah, like flawless. And she owned it. And like you said, like we've said about Kimora, she 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 had way much more of a personality. She walked yeah. down the runway. She knew what she was doing and yeah. she took it all the way down the runway. Um, and the yeah. colors were beautiful. You know, there was yeah. the blue and the pink and the, the, the slight bit of denim in there and the white. And um, mm. it was a really, really good look. She owned it. She knew what she was doing with the message of it. Um, and she had confidence walking down. So yeah. if you have the confidence walking down the runway and you don't look like a deer in the headlights, then, you know, you can, you can do good yeah. things. No, absolutely. I, I think as well, she was someone who looked at the challenge was like, right, well, how am I going to do this in a way that other people aren't going to have thought of doing it? And to have like, like in whatever capacity to have the train coming from the headpiece was a take that other people didn't do. And I, I thought that she looked I, I thought that she looked phenomenal. Like, I mean, the whole way through this episode that she was, re- like, she was the winner right the way through this episode. There was no question that she was going to be going, going to be taking this week. And that look was just gorgeous. Completely. I'd say my second favourite look was also Lala Ree with her snakeskin assassin cape. I loved this. Controversial, I didn't really like it. I don't know what okay. it was about it. Where do you I, land, Paul? <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'll be brutally honest with you. I land in the both. I land in the middle of you. I literally, okay. I am, I am the ham of your sandwich. Yeah. Uh, because, because I agree with one point, and it, do you know what? It did that thing of uh, subliminal advertising when Rue said, "Oh, I love this." Then I went, "Oh yeah, I like it too." Because you're, yeah. <laughs> because you're afraid to not pretend like you don't know who Cher is, mm. so you know, yeah. you're, trying, <laughs> you're trying to move along. I thought I thought the snake print itself is what I think I didn't like the most. I just felt like it could have been a bit more spectacular. But the design yeah. of the outfit and the way the snake left the trail as it went behind, and yeah. as well as that, like I said, me trying to my drag game, I took a picture of the of the mask situation and the the headband and i sent it to my designer and i go i like this yeah can we can we can we start to work on something that that's a bit of yeah. a vibe like this so i did take i did take uh inspiration from it i just thought that the print 
if she had done that kind of grayscale um, snake print with a bit of neon through it, I really thought that could have been a, a, yeah, a massive nice. look. It, it was just the coloring for me. I just thought it was a little bit bland, but she holds it together and she works it. Yeah, no, I, I I would agree with you. I think it was the the, the print and the the color scheme all overall. I just I didn't really enjoy it, and I think that we've seen a couple of these um kind of Mortal Kombat esque kind of looks, and they're always done in quite vibrant colors like the magentas or the blues. And I think that that probably would have been. I think that that probably would have elevated a bit more for me, but it just it wasn't. Again, when RuPaul said, "Oh, I love this," I had a moment of like, "Oh my god." What? What am I missing? <laughs> uh, next up was Utica with her. I didn't get the reference here. It was a sketch by Carol Burnett about a curtain. So um, it was a Car- so Carol Burnett doing a Gone with the Wind sketch. So it was like okay. a reference to a reference to a reference to a reference, and RuPaul loves that. So yeah. <laughs> I I did actually think this was fantastic. I thought it was gorgeous and. Utica is a is an oddball queen. You you can just see like the the sort of even more oddball than like Crystal Method or whatever. But and I'm really enjoying what she's bringing to the competition. Yeah. Um. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm enjoying this one, and you guys, <laughs> who's going to be the ham? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, do you know what? I have a note for every single person in my notes here, except Yuda is just blank, and I think that's just my feelings for you. I'm just blank. Okay. I, so I'm, I'm the ham. I like the, the look, ham. but I didn't scream. Train to me, it just sort of felt sort of jellyfish Plodgy. shaped or, or bell shaped. Yes, yeah, yeah, um, yeah. But I liked the concept. Yeah, I'm just, I, I, yeah, mo- moving swiftly forward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> On to Rose with her electric blue 80s power suit with a tool train. It was kind of two looks in one. I'm not sure how well they coalesced. Yeah, Rose really enjoyed herself wearing this look. Yeah. Um, yes. <laughs> she, she lived for her best life. Maybe she was in competition with Tull. I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, I, I kind of was, I was glad when Michelle said it that she kind of said, yeah, it's, it's, it's grand. It's nice. It's, a, it's just a yes. bit basic. It was a basic tux that had Tull added onto it. Yeah. The color was nice, but it was, it was a real weird looking blue. It wasn't like a striking blue. If that was yeah. a, a deep navy or something like that you might have gotten behind it but uh i don't know it could also be to do with the fact that she's not giving you too much likability so far so it is tough when they when they walk down the, the yeah. runway and they're not they're not completely turning it out i suppose i think you're you're absolutely right because rose is clearly a very competent performer and very good at everything she does but as of yet it, like it comes back like it is such like a reality tv show cliche it's like we want to see that vulnerability like you do want to see a bit of the person come through and i completely agreed i think that she looked perfectly fine like it was a perfectly fine look and it was like it would obviously wasn't one of the bottom looks it, it also wasn't one of the top looks it was completely grand it's also not the material i associate with trains either the train is kind of more slender and long i would have thought kind yeah. of like the do-rag print. yeah um i have to say i didn't like got's look i was off here for the trans flag but yeah. i just kind of felt it was like a dragonfly that lost its wings i feel like this was probably got sheer look that 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 they didn't need they didn't get to wear when they were doing that right. thing because I don't think that it read train at all I think that like they had brought this sheer look and they had this like bedazzled um kind of leaf blower and they were like I'm taking this opportunity to wear this on the runway because I think it's it's pretty funny I would imagine that they realized that they were safe and they were like I'm just gonna reinterpret the runway I went because it did not read train at all 
Uh, maybe more so it's like oh, I can't believe I'm not going to get to use my trans flag look let's I could probably interpret that into a train maybe yeah I think maybe that was why I would I would agree with both I I liked it it was nice I don't think it fell under the category of what the challenge was but it was it was it was passable something now that I struggled to pass was this train driver from Tina Burner train yeah. conductor yeah do you know what category is Erin Road Aaron you know <laughs> <laughs> the 1545 to Boris and Osiris yeah. yeah. and I'll tell you what I will be alighting at the next stop because I was not having it <laughs> I did not maybe I stayed on the train because I did not get off over this like. <laughs> is there a trolley let's find out um, yeah. like it's it's typical Tina Burner but I feel like if you're going to read Joey J for not wearing a wig you should be reading Tina Burner for the fact that she's trying to bring her own branding to the show and it's not about your own branding it's not about mm. you being Tina Burner and oh look that's on fire haha that's Tina Burner it's about adapting to the challenge and yeah. not adapting with your style every single time your own yeah. style should probably pretty much disappear after your entrance look. Yes. Yeah. I, I, I wait for moments where it feels appropriate to bring it in because I don't like, and also I, I kind of get the impression with Tina Burner that she's kind of too clever by half in that she's sort of, you know, trying to like reinterpret the challenges in like a way that sort of is like, you know, like kind of sort of what Simone, Simone is all Simone did in this challenge as well was like I'm going to interpret this challenge in a way that is outside of the box I think that that's what Tina's trying to do but it just it wasn't executed in a way that was like interesting or something and it all felt a bit clunky I didn't really enjoy it because it like it looked like a big rectangle walking down the down the, down the stage and the train was white but the outfit was red I didn't understand that yeah. it looked like neck curtains yeah, she she's very much she's very much that product of she has been auditioning for so so many years and she's never gotten on and now she's now she's on it. The the brand the product has moved on and she she should have she should, she should be adapting to the challenges not adapting the challenges yeah. to her. If that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. No, I think you're absolutely right. In, in a way, I kind of feel like she's kind of walked in there with sort of the same energy of like Bianca Del Rio, but Bianca Del Rio's version of Drag Race is finished. Yes. <laughs> like. You've just, you've nailed it on the head there. And I'm, I'm yeah. so glad because it was so annoying me as to what she was doing. But that's exactly it. Bianca Del Rio adapted every challenge to what Bianca Del Rio was. But that version of Drag Race is over and dead and gone. Mm. Yeah. That's, that, now I can watch it in peace because I, I know exactly. <laughs> I actually quite like this next look for Joey J with the lips and the tongue. I just, it kind of made me smile when I actually saw the tongue and I had a piercing in the lips. But it made no sense from the front. Made no sense in the front. Lip piercing. Yeah, I thought that was a yeah. drug reference. Oh, I thought that was like like a like a, a LSD. Tap. Yeah, like sort of like <laughs> kind of like on the tongue. And I was like, oh, like you know, Joey J giving us an acid trip. But <laughs> the well, piercing makes more sense. <laughs> Jesus Christ! What have you been doing during lockdown? <laughs> Living my best life. <laughs> Hide the paracetamol from Mama. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, when you're a fan. Well, I did. I did get that it was a it was a tongue a tongue uh, a tongue stud. Thank it's God. A... But you're right. I felt like um, I felt like the front just kind of there was a lot to be desired from the front because hmm. I just felt it looked a bit ill-fitting at points, especially up up top. It looked like yes, it, it wasn't sitting properly and it wasn't as tight as it should be. I think if you're going to serve that dominatrix, it needs to be dominatrix. I think if that had been chains and whistles at the front and then that at the back, yeah. 
you would have you would have really escalated that look. But I have to say, I did get a sigh of relief, and I shouldn't because of the style. But when he turned the corner and was in some sort of headpiece, I yeah. was like, oh, Mother Mary, thank God, no one's going to read him to Phil's for yeah. not doing mm. a wig or blah, blah, blah. yeah. I think on the the hood, I think you're right. I think either it needed to be like stuck to the to to the face, or else it needed to be like big and baggy and kind of like it's either one or the other. It because it was sort of an awkward place where it was. L- loose but not in a way that felt intentional yeah then it was candy muse and i really felt now this was jessica rabbit after a long night see i felt it was more Gemma collins on the soap awards red carpet <laughs> what? that's that's what i was feeling from it. <laughs> i felt it was simone coming home from her debs <laughs> with the chicken fillet roll in her hand that she got for four quid <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and her new and her new best friend who she was going to come and ride rotten. That's that's, that's <laughs> that was the story of energy. It just it just felt like basic drag, like basic bad Debs. But like too raunchy for Debs though to have like the slit all the way up the leg. Well, it's it's the end of the night. You know, you've been out yeah, dancing, exactly, you've busted yeah. the sides. When, when your parents aren't looking, yeah, they tear off those <laughs> no, sides, she, get those she, legs out. She, she was dancing reference. so hard to Maniac that yeah. she yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Maniac four thousand. <laughs> <laughs> she got down in a full dress for Rock the Boat and when she got up it wasn't all in one piece <laughs> <laughs> she shouldn't have had that second bowl of soup but anyway um, she was mentioning how she had to change up her outfit last minute so maybe there was something like I wonder what the other look was going to mm. be or like, what, what you'll probably see that on Instagram possibly yeah yeah hopefully because I'd be curious because it did feel quite basic and, and then obviously the fact that we saw her like actually phys- figure like sewing it in the no she didn't do it well that's true her squads did it <laughs> <laughs> she's, just, she's just not really giving me a lot with regards to the runway looks and yeah, again yeah. she's holding the confidence of them but I just don't feel like she's given me everything that I, I want do you know what I mean yeah. finally Tamisha man we've seen her in this colour already it's kind of the way we've seen Candy in that colour already so I was a bit disappointed disappointed because it just felt like another pageant outfit for me Mm. Yeah, I I would agree. I think we saw her do a very similar version to this two weeks ago when she was doing her, her runway walk uh, or the last week when she was doing her runway walk. Um, but again, I think she just has such a, an aura about her when she walks out. Like she kind of walks out like the kind of like the I own 51% of this company mega bitch. I, I, yeah, it was fine though. It wasn't it wasn't amazing. It wasn't blowing my mind. No, but you it, it is very much of a Lawrence Cheney thing. It's forgiven because she gives you everything else throughout the episode. So you do yeah. kind of go, yeah. yeah, it wasn't the best, but we'll move on. Yeah. So the top three were Simone, Candy and Rosé. Bottom three were Denali, Lallery and Kamora. Paul, any changes you'd like to make to them? Um, no, I felt like I felt like every, everything was was pretty fair. There was no kind of standout moment that I went, she's been robbed or anything like that. Like really yeah. kind mm. of, I went, I went with decisions. I was surprised... There was one safe queen that I was kind of surprised. I'm trying to look. Maybe no, maybe oh, Olivia. I was kind of surprised Olivia was safe. I thought that I thought there was going to be some sort of kind of like discussion between her and the judges, but that mm, was that okay. was about it. Yeah, James. I, I I think that it was fairly like I I think that in the bottom I I would have been happy <laughs> happy. I think that Elias could have ended up in the bottom as could Joey, but the ones who were in the bottom were, were also, I suppose, like their their performances were the weakest. In terms of the tops, I think Simone and Rosé, I possibly would have swapped out Candy for Tina Burner 
Um, yeah, me too. Because I think the performances were both very strong uh, and neither of them had amazing runways. But I would probably have said that Tina's runway was marginally better than... I just Candy. felt Tina acted. Candy didn't act. Candy played Candy. Tina yeah. acted. That, that's, yeah. um, as an acting challenge, I would have put her top. Very true, yeah. actually. Yeah, very true. Yeah. But no, I, I think that it was it was fair enough. Like, I wasn't... I wasn't uh, screaming at my tv about it no uh so simone wins which i presume we are happy with and then denali and kamora lip sync and we i suppose we've discussed that sad to see kamora go i think she had such potential it's just shame to see her getting her head i i i don't know i i funny enough because they were showing her as she was getting her goodbye from ruin the judges and i was kind of looking behind her to kind of go who would i not like to see who would i like to see in her place i have to say i i I could have said goodbye to Utica this week and not really cared. Uh, she is on the lowest of my register with regards yeah. to who I'm liking at the minute. Um, but I also do feel that Kamora is just basically look and she is just giving you what we're seeing. She is beautiful. She is stunning. But she's performed for us twice now. Yeah. And both times I've not gone, oh my God, she's amazing. She's performed with her outfit on. She's not performed as a performer. The outfit's worn her. She hasn't worn yeah. the outfit. I think, yeah. I think that's a big problem going forward. Thank you again for, for joining us today. Where can people find you online? What do you have coming up oh. from the safety of your home? From the safety <laughs> of my gaff. Um, <laughs> no, listen, at, at RuPaul Rider across all social media is coming up. There's there, there's some big things for towards the end of the year. There's, there's some uh, big shows that are going to come out for hopefully after the summer uh, for the moment I'm just keeping my mental health in check because you know we're all we're all suffering yeah. at the minute and just making sure that I'm up and like I said I'm prepping some new looks and prepping some new things to, to up my own drag race game because you're you're now you never stop growing in this game but uh but yeah so keep an eye Yeah, how do you feel now the queens are all together? Yeah, it was nice to see everyone in the same room. Um, and, you know, you do sort of really appreciate the the kind of the diversity of the cast. Uh, this was, I, like, I think these acting challenges are always a bit rough. I think it's kind of unanimously mm. kind of acknowledged that they're 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 not, they're never the best. Trash. trash. This, I do think, was one of the stronger ones. Good on the queens. I think if you watched Untucked, you will have seen them talking about it, how, like, it really wasn't a case of, like, you could separate the herd out very easily to be like these are the bottoms these are the middles these are the tops it was pretty evenly paced um yeah ex- sorry to see Kamora go but at the same time really couldn't have seen anyone else exiting at this stage yeah she just had such potential I thought in Meet the Queens and I was rooting for her but yeah I, it's clear she was the one to go she was in her head and we probably weren't going to get her best uh, so next week it's the ball challenge one of my favourites it's a bag ball last, last time it was a ball ball so I'm not really sure what the three themes are going to be but I presume one of them is going to be making a look out of bags so I'm looking forward to that and and on Friday we'll be back with you for episode three of Drag Race UK have a lovely week and we'll chat to you then see you love you bye this show is part of the Headstuff podcast network a hub for the creative and the curious Shows are produced in association with Headstuff and the Podcast Studios Dublin. Find out more or become a member at headstuffpodcasts.com.